0: You're listening to Called to Homeschool, episode number 183 Creating a Rhythm. Are you feeling the call to homeschool and you're not sure what to do? Or maybe you are already homeschooling and it doesn't look like what you hoped it would. My name is Megan Thomas, and I'm a certified life coach, a mother of seven, and a homeschool pro with more than a decade of experience. I can show anyone how to create success in their homeschool, and I'd love to show you how. Are you ready? All right, welcome back to another episode of Called to Homeschool. I figured out iTunes. (laughs) I do not have an iPhone, and so I do have a Mac, and so I finally figured out iTunes, and I have figured out how to read people's reviews because earlier this year, I was doing some giveaways for family planners, for those of you who are giving me reviews, and then I could not figure out how to actually read them. So I'm going back and I'm going to be giving a family planner away to a review from this summer. And then I would love to invite you to keep writing me reviews. Um, it helps so many people find the podcast, which has been really helpful to a lot of people and I'll be giving away some flat family planners during the rest of the year. So make sure you go to iTunes and give me a five-star review. So this review is from Lena Loves America. So Lena, if you're listening, Lena Loves America. If you're listening, make sure you send me your address. Thank you for your five-star review. But she, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to just sum it up a little bit. And the title of this was Almost Quit Homeschool Until. And she talks about how she has a busy life. And I think a lot of people can Um, really understand what that's like. But she has these two sons and life was feeling crazy. And she runs a business and she helps her husband's business and then running your own house. She's in a Bible study group, a book club study group, and all these types of things. And she's like, something's got to go. And so she thought maybe this one son should just go back to public school. And so she was looking for a podcast to listen to and put in a homeschool and found my podcast. And it was able to help her to feel confident in her ability to continue to do the things that she feels called to do. And even on the hard days that she is figuring it out and pushing through. And so I'm so grateful um, for her for leaving this five-star review. And I'm so excited that she found the podcast to help her push through and do something that she feels called to do. So Lena Loves America, make sure you message me send me an email or DM me on Instagram, and I'll get you a flat family planner shipped out to you. So please go and leave me your five-star review on iTunes. Leave me an awesome review, and you can win a family planner. Well, we are in the thick of November, checking in on people to see how your no-yell November is going. I would love to hear some wins, some things you're learning. Um, throughout this experience of trying to go a full month without yelling. And it's it can be a really interesting process. I know whenever I do something that I take something out that's maybe been a buffer for me to avoid feeling an uncomfortable emotion, it really helps me to face the thing that I'm avoiding. And so hopefully that this has been a positive experience for you and also a positive experience for your family. Also checking in with your homeschool, seeing how that is going, um, what's working, what isn't working. I did all of last week's episode on just kind of going over some of those things with my own homeschool that I had some grandiose plans and changed it and always have, I'm willing to redirect what serves my family. So helping, hoping the same is going. Uh, Hopefully you can figure out the same thing for your homeschool to make it work better. So along the lines with even yelling in your homeschool of helping you find a way to make it easier. I'm always a big fan of making things easier. Why does like life, we don't have to make it harder for it to be better, right? We can make things easier so that we can enjoy it more. And this is something that I have found that really helps to create just a home and a homeschool that flows a little bit better. So this is all about creating a rhythm. And to be honest, my homeschool pretty much just flows. It doesn't require a lot of mental energy to do my homeschool anymore because I have been intentional about creating a rhythm for so long that it just flows. Now, let's be honest with my Georgie, he is five and he is still figuring things out. So he still does have a meltdown or gets upset every now and then. And, but he's starting to figure out the rhythm and figure out the flow. But it's fun to see because most of my kids are teens or adults that they've had years of the rhythm that we're creating in our home, that they just know what's expected of them. They, there's not a big surprise. Like what we're cleaning the house today. Why are you telling me this now? Right? Like they just know we clean the house every day. On Monday, we do Monday Funday and they are cleaning the bathrooms and deep cleaning their bedrooms. Thursday Thighty, that's a fabulous name, I know. They're going to have a bonus chore, and so they are going to be doing something like that, right? So there's not this big, huge wailing and gnashing of teeth because they don't—they didn't know. You just uh, threw this on me, right? The same goes with their homeschool. There is a rhythm, there is a flow. We sing a song, or we play an instrument. We are doing memorization. We have a rhythm and a flow of things we do, and so there's not this big, huge upset. Like, are you kidding me? We're doing what? Because there's such a rhythm that they know what is expected. And when they know what is expected, they come to acceptance a lot easier. So I love the idea of rhythm and I got it from the book, Simplicity Parenting by Kim John Payne. And he has a whole section dedicated to rhythm in your home. So if you want to dive in even more of this and simplifying your life, I would highly recommend that book. So I'll be pulling some things from that as long as well as my own ideas. So he talks about how families have lost a lot of the rhythm, that families, it's much more common for families just to have randomness and to improvise what's going on in their day and in their schedule. And they're losing that rhythm. And when he would ask a client, like, what's the typical day in your home? They would say there is no typical day. Every day is a surprise. What is this going to be? But what I think there is, um, there's a reason why that this is not sitting well is because we are surrounded by a natural rhythm to life, right? To the earth, there's a natural rhythm, the way the earth spins. There's a rhythm to the sunrise, sunset. There's a rhythm to seasons. There's a rhythm to all these things around us. Even the baby's very first rhythm is its mother's heartbeat, right? That's our lullaby, this rhythm to things. And then we get off of this rhythm and we're just in complete randomness. And no wonder we're feeling so off or overwhelmed or just lost. So, getting rhythm back into your home and children start to learn that this is what we do. They feel solid earth under their feet and a platform for growth. So, what's great too with creating a rhythm is that it doesn't mean that you have to do over the top trips to create this closeness in your family. As you do things that are the rhythm of your family, the family dinners, going on a walk, reading together, all the things you do in your school creates this rhythm, which also creates predictability. And with predictability, a child really knows what to expect so that there aren't these big, huge meltdowns and chores. Now, it's interesting to watch this because I have children who've been doing this, like I said, and there's not that meltdown, but it's interesting to watch that even though My Georgie may be like, What are you kidding me? I hate chores. He is getting used to the rhythm of like, we go and we do our chores. We come and we do our school. So, as parents create an intentional rhythm that supports the family, it says to the kids that there's order here and there is safety. So, creating the rhythm also helps simplify your life and helps your children with their mood and behavior and so many other beautiful things which is, especially if you're trying to do No Yale November, having a rhythm and a flow to help your child's mood and to know what is expected helps them to be in a better mood, which honestly just makes it a little bit easier as a parent to keep your cool. So how do you create a rhythm in your home? First, you have to know what rhythm it is you want to create, right? So if you think about this as a dance, that if you are creating a rhythm, a dance in your home, and let's say, I want to create a ballet. And so I have this beautiful ballet music and ballerina movements and all this type of stuff. But my children, I've never told my children or taught my children how to do ballet and they're doing hip hop. And another kids doing the salsa and other kids doing a tango. Eventually it's just chaos. So you can take this as family meeting, like, Hey, we're all going to learn ballet. And they're like, Hey, but can as we're doing ballet, can we also throw in a little bit of this movement? Can we also do a little bit of this? So you're creating this flow and this rhythm together, your own new style of dance that works great for your family. So getting very clear what it is you want to create. I loved when we did this with creating it with our children, because they helped me to see things from their point of view and their angle on ways to have it work well for our family. Because I thought maybe chores would be better to mix it up. So you're not always the same thing. And my children said, no, it's so much easier to just know I'm always stairs. We have wood stairs, right? So somebody's chores to sweep the stairs and on their bonus day, they mop the stairs as well. Right. And they said, I just love knowing that is my chore. That's what I do. Another kid is, I vacuum rugs. That is what I do. I don't want to mix it up. Right. So it helped me to see what rhythm supported our family. Let's see. So creating, so creating, knowing what it is, the rhythm that you want and creating the schedule to go with it. So creating a rhythm is an action. And if you want to make sure you do that action, You need to be intentional with the way you want to feel about it. So how do you want to feel about creating a rhythm? If you feel annoyed or overwhelmed, if you're like, Meg, no, I can't get on board with this. I'm already so overwhelmed. Like, fine, I'll do this, but I'm overwhelmed. You will quit because you will be going on motivation and motivation runs out. So if you do want to try this and you don't have to, you can totally just keep going what you're doing. These are just ideas and suggestions. But if you do want to try it, I suggest picking something that helps you to keep going when motivation runs out, like feeling intentional, determined, focused, or whatever else speaks to to you. Then remember, what creates our feelings? Our thoughts. So what thought do you want to have to help you to feel that feeling? Some ideas are, I am creating a rhythm to my home. Another thought is, I am taking the time to create a rhythm. And one more suggestion or idea is rhythm creates connection and cooperation. Did you know that? Having a rhythm in your home of children knowing what to expect to predictability creates connection and cooperation. So you can see why this is so awesome to help your home to be a little bit more peaceful. So pick a thought that sounds good to you. Now, when I am trying to now Implement something and create the rhythms, right? So we've talked about it. This is how I'm going to feel. Here's my new thought. But now I'm implementing it. I'm teaching my children how to do the rhythm and the flow. So let's say I'm teaching them how to clean their rooms. So they're developing a new habit. When I'm helping my kids develop a new habit, I like to do it with them because if you want to know a quick way to feel frustrated, go and tell your kids to do something that they don't know how to do very well and then go in there and say, oh my gosh, you did such a horrible job. And they're like, because I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. So instead of just saying, go to your room and clean it and then getting mad at them later, go with them to the room and actually physically help them learn how to clean the room. When they are doing pretty well with that one, you can then transition to just kind of watching them clean as help as needed. Right. This is a great one for the bathrooms too. Like, okay, you're going to do it. And then Teaching them the process, like, oh, you're doing a great job. Let's just make sure we do this as well, right? And just kind of helping them. So, do that for a while. When they are doing that, pretty great. Transition to the next step where you can just say, hey, go clean your room and then I'll come and check it. So, they go clean their room. You come in and check it, like, oh my goodness, you did so great with these things. Let me just help you with making your bed. I know this can be a tricky one. Maybe your kid has a bunk bed or something like that. Like, let me just help you. And then you transition. To the last step where you can just go ask them to clean it and they go and do it. Now, does this sound exhausting? (laughs) You're like, Meg, I'm I'm already homeschooling my kids, I'm I'm cleaning my house, I'm doing all these other things. Like, seriously, that sounds really hard. Well, okay, what sounds more exhausting? Taking a few months to really teach your kids how to do something so you don't have to do it anymore, or doing it for the rest of your lives. For me this has been such a huge time saver. Yes, I had to go and teach my children how to clean the room. Yes, I had to go and teach them how to clean a bathroom and now I'm doing this with George, right? So it does seem to take some time in that setup, but once you have it going, oh my goodness, it's amazing that I can just ask a kid, "Hey, will you go make dinner?" because they know how to do it and has there's a rhythm and a flow of even who's making dinner and all those types of things. So I highly suggest like being willing to be uncomfortable for a little bit and teaching your kids the skill because it's going to give you so much more time and energy later, right? It's so interesting that we want to teach our kids delayed gratification, but sometimes we don't want to do it ourselves. So there's a little bit of delayed gratification there, but oh my goodness, the gratification is fantastic when your kids can just go clean their room, do their chores, all those types of things. So get really creative and think about what is the rhythm that you want in your home is your home chaotic is there no rhythm how are people's moods with that right and it's interesting even with spontaneous personalities my husband's very spontaneous and so sometimes he like he likes to work from different places so he's a couple different offices but then sometimes he'll go to a restaurant and work and sometimes he'll work from home and so he likes the variation but it's the same rhythm of working he just sometimes likes a different view, right? So what supports your family? What is a rhythm that you would like? What time do you want people to get up, right? Do you want people to get up and then do chores, get up and read scriptures, get up and go work out together, go on a walk, right? Start creating a rhythm and a flow for your family. As you do this, it helps your family to create connection and cooperation. It helps a child's life to be simplified and it helps them to know what to expect so that there aren't huge meltdowns. Like I didn't know I was going to have to do this. Right. And just finding more and more ways to create peace and a home and homeschool that just runs and flows. So I want to challenge you to create what the rhythm would be like in your home, even if it's just you brainstorming and journaling this week. And as you do these things and keep doing these things, you get to have a pretty awesome family that just runs really, really smoothly, which is always a blast because it requires so much less effort. All right, friends, keep going with the No Yell November challenge. And if you need extra support, please come and join the No Yelling Facebook support group and uh, love to help you over there. All right. Love you all. Talk to you next week. Are you ready to take the concepts learned on this podcast to the next level? Then I invite you to join Mama's Members, a place where I will help you succeed in your family and homeschool beyond what you thought was possible. You will have access to hours of content, a place to ask questions, and weekly coaching calls to help you be the amazing homeschool mom you are called to be. To sign up, go to www.coachmegthomas.com slash join. I can't wait to see you there. Music